Hey guys, it's Emma, and welcome back to She's an Engineer. So today we have our friend Tiffany Smith on filling in as a guest host for Shannon, who unfortunately could not make it today. Tiffany has been on three different episodes, or her content has been on three different episodes so far on our podcast, most recently the Let's Talk Implicit Biases podcast episode. She was an interviewee on our Interviewing Tips and Tricks episode, and her story was also featured on our Career Paths episode. So I know Tiffany, I've known Tiffany for, I want to say six years already, or almost six years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met freshman year of college at the University of Pittsburgh, and we both just graduated last spring in April 2020 from the University of Pittsburgh, both with degrees in engineering. I also lived with Tiffany my junior year of college and that was a lot of fun. I love that. Yeah, we did um, fun. Yeah. In South Oakland, which <laughs> if you guys are from if you guys know Pittsburgh, that's like the quintessential college slums. Uh, <laughs> yes, college town. Basically. <laughs> yeah. With our slum lords, but it's fine. So, Tiffany, why don't you give a brief introduction of yourself and what you're doing for our listeners who don't know you personally and who haven't listened to the other episodes that you've been on? Sure. First of all, thanks for having me. This is so fun. I love it. Yeah. So, I graduated with you in April 2020 with a degree in chemical engineering, and now I work as a quality engineer for a company called Plascolite. Um, We make thermoplastics, which is acrylic polycarbonate, ABS, PECG, a wide range of different products. We make like lighting panels and sheets and all kinds of stuff. But I'm in a leadership development program there, so I'm only going to be a quality engineer for a couple more months, and then I'll be moving on to something new and this rotational program. So I'm getting a a snapshot of a bunch of different places in, in the company before moving into a permanent position. So that's pretty cool. That's what I've been up to lately since graduating. Yeah, plus, you know, joining our book club as well. Yeah. Yeah, which has been fun. We've been reading All We Can Save. We're currently only on the second chapter, though, so. Yeah, but. We have a long way to go. We do. Yeah. (laughs) But it's good, and it's it's educational. Yes. Okay, so today's topic, we're going to be talking about managing stress, whether that be in your personal life or in school or in the workplace. And we're also going to be talking about tips or implementation strategies for managing like your work-life balance and just keeping a healthy separation of work and life. So, <laughs> yeah, oh God, first, I'm like, first of all, I have a question. Why, yeah. why do we even call it work-life balance? Because in my opinion, work is very much a part of your life. <laughs> That's true. I think a lot of people separate like maybe the family time versus work time, but I think those bleed into each other, especially right now during the pandemic. A lot of people oh, yeah. are working from home. Yeah, so I think it's even harder to, like, I don't know, a lot of people say, like, leave your work at work, but I think personally that sometimes that's not, like, quite possible. Um, Yeah, yeah, no, that's something, something I wanted to mention is this idea of how do you, how do you stop thinking about work? Is that, is that even possible? And how should you do that? Because it's good for your brain, you know, to kind of reset every now and then and not think about the same things 24-7. But I think it's I think it's really good that if you, like, talk about it a little bit, like, if you have someone that you can talk about work, like, especially if something is bugging you, you have somebody close to you that you can, you can rant to or vent to for a little bit, and then once it's out, then you can, like, leave it be, right? Like, once once I've talked about it, got my feelings out, then I can just leave it be and move on with my day. And hopefully go back to work a little bit better with some ideas um, for how to handle it. That's good, too. I would say, though, that 
I I do think it's really important to talk about it with someone and to like get all your feelings out. But I would say that it might be better for some people if that person isn't someone that you work with directly. Ah, at yeah. Work. No, I was I was imagining somebody at home, like a significant other or like close sibling or parent. <laughs> yeah, no, that's definitely helpful. I think like especially, I think like at work. If you do have a friend you can talk about work with or rant about it with, I think sometimes that becomes a little, like, never-ending. Yeah, a little too like, much gossipy, you, too. Yeah, like, you it, you just, just keep, like, bouncing back and forth at work, and it's just, like, not healthy. Right. So, yeah. Oh, I've noticed something, like, really important, which is something that I used to, like, not do, is... So I used to like give out my cell phone number to like anyone that I worked with or like Ooh. put it in my like <laughs> description. You know how like people have the description like their name and then their job title and then like their contact information sure. at the bottom of like their emails yeah, when they sign their emails. Mm -hmm. Yeah, basically your signature. And I used to put my cell phone number in there. Mm. And so basically anyone at any time they could like contact me. Like when I was on co-op, I literally got called at like 10 p.m. or like sometimes like midnight because people just knew my cell phone number so they're like hey can you quickly do this and I'm like it's it's too late for me to be doing work yeah <laughs> but of course like if someone calls you or texts you like it seems it definitely seems more urgent so I would do it but like if they don't know your cell phone number then they don't have that information or don't have <laughs> that way to contact you so it's like hey, whenever I can get to my email, I will get to it. But yeah, yeah, you can't just contact me anytime. <laughs> sure. Yeah, definitely setting like boundaries outside of work, especially with email. I think that's really important. I do have my email on my phone and I work in a factory that runs 24-7. So I, I get emails at four o'clock in the morning during shift change because I get the shift report email. But I definitely don't look at those. Uh, but I don't mind that they pop up because sometimes there are things important that happen late at night and I need to reply. But usually it's not a fire or anything, so it's okay. And, and we have people that are actually on call to, like, answer those calls, which is good. And I, But I think it's good to make sure that those are balanced out. Like, we have a rotation of people who are on call at weird hours at night. Don't be that person always on call. That's not good for your health. Yeah, definitely. Like, I feel like to emphasize that, like, calling you or something is, like, for emergencies only mm -hmm. or when, like, you really need to call someone to just, like, get, get a quick answer that you, like, urgently need. I feel like that that's okay. But to get calls about, like, things that are insignificant that, or that can, like, wait until, like, the next work day or the next business day, mm -hmm. I feel like is not very, like healthy right I've definitely noticed too with specifically with people who are working from home I don't work from home right now I have to be in the factory um because it is running <laughs> but I I do have lots of colleagues that work from home that I am working with on projects and things especially IT and I'll get emails at 10 o'clock at night from them and I'm like you're working from home <laughs> why are you emailing me this late yeah but yeah I think sometimes people also have different working hours right now mm. since people are working from home yep. you know yeah yeah so yeah. they might start their day a little later and work later into the evening which is fine I'm just not going to answer you till tomorrow morning <laughs> right <laughs> which is fair you know I feel like people should expect that especially if like they're working off hours mm -hmm. yeah from the yeah I think that's important yeah. too that like if you are the person that is working at odd hours for some reason or another whether it's you're working late because you had like a doctor's appointment or your child had something going on or whatever if you're the one working late don't expect answers from people that are not supposed to be on call right I think that's a right. like a work culture thing that you can right. help kind of help provide that environment for other people too feeling like they don't have to urgently answer every single email at 10 o'clock at night <laughs> Right. And I also think like as a PSA to those who do receive those emails late at night or on off hours or over the weekend and it like doesn't seem so urgent, 
Like, you don't have to respond right away. So the thing is, like, I've gotten emails over the weekend and, you know, it's been something really quick that I, like, can do and can respond to. So I've, like, done that. But I've also gotten responses from people being like, hey, like, I emailed you because I thought of this. Like, I didn't expect you to answer (laughs) until (laughs) the work week started again. So, you know, just keep that in mind. Like, people aren't always expecting you to answer right away. So just don't yeah. like yeah oh i think um, that that makes me think of something there's this great feature on email where you can like delay sending something so if you are that person that like has an idea at a random time at night just like set a time for your send for your email to send say like okay send this at 8 a.m like i'm gonna type it out now just schedule it to send later so that you're not bugging someone off hours That's also a really great tip if you're interviewing for a position, I think. Mm. I've done that before where maybe let's say I like interviewed in the afternoon the day before Mm -hmm. or like in the afternoon on a Thursday. And I know that people aren't going to check their email until probably Friday morning. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to write them a thank you email and send it off at 7 or 8 p.m. at night because... Like, I always fear that it's going to get stuck in their inbox somewhere and they're not going to see it. Yeah. So I'll type it out right after, like, when I'm, like, when I have, like, a good memory mm-hmm. of, like, what happened during the interview and what we talked about in the interview. Sure. And just, like, put little things. And then I will schedule it to send at 8 or 9 a.m. when they're, when they start their work day. And I think that's helped, actually. Yeah. That's it. That's a good plan because it, it seems like you're... You're mindful of the work hours, but then also, like, you can do it when you feel like you're, like, you don't forget it later. Like, you don't have to set yourself a reminder or anything. It's all automated, which is nice. Right. Technology is great. (laughs) Technology is wonderful. (laughs) So, so how about we talk about, like, ways that we personally try to, like, de-stress after work? Yeah, definitely. Do you want me to go first? Uh, Yeah, you can go first. (laughs) Sure. I think we have some pretty similar methods, actually. A lot of crafting. Yes, we do. A lot of crafting. And crafting is great, too, because there's no deadlines for those projects. I think sometimes I get a little over ambitious around, like, Christmas time and, like, want to make all these presents for people, and then I have a deadline, and then it's stressful, and that's not good. But Oh, I know. But crafts that are, like, not necessary are super fun. Um And a lot of times I'll, like, do something and then, like, I like to crochet and knit. And that's great because I'll, like, do something for a while and then I'll decide I don't like it and, like, tear it all out and restart. And, like, it's okay because there was no, like, stake in it. There's no deadline. Like, I'm just doing it because it feels nice to do and is relaxing. Gives me something productive to feel like I'm doing while I'm relaxing. Yeah. And it's also great to have friends that you can craft with. Mm. So like we've done, we did Galentine's, right? And yeah. we, we crafted during Galentine's. I think you were crocheting. No, you were embroidering I something. Did. I remember yes. that. Yes, I was embroidering. Yeah. And I was also embroidering. Nice. <laughs> so yeah, so it's a lot of fun. Definitely find, finding friends that you can craft with. Like just like chilling out. I know it's the pandemic, right? You, like, can't hang out with all your friends. Maybe, like, like us, like, Tiffany is in Ohio and I'm in Maryland. So, like, we can't craft in person, but we can definitely have, like, a Zoom night Mm -hmm. where we're just, like, chatting and and crafting. And, you know, that relieves a lot of my stress personally. And I think it probably does for you, too. Yeah. But it's also nice, I think, to have, like, a project. Like, for me, it makes me feel productive in a way that's like not stressful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and I feel like that's that's really important too because I know that like we live in this productivity culture too where like you always have to be doing something productive like no wasted time yet at the same time we have all these like time sinks like social media and in the internet (laughs) and binge watching shows and whatnot but like it's really important to like feel like you were you were doing something, but it wasn't stressful. Yes, uh, and and that's helpful. And the fact that like now I don't feel bad because I wasn't productive, even though I really wasn't, because I don't need whatever it is that I'm making. 
<laughs> but like you, you feel like you, you were doing something and sometimes it's those little like accomplishments that can really help your mental health. Definitely. Yeah. It keeps your like creative juices flowing too. Oh yeah. Just do it whenever you feel like you're in the mood to do it. So like sometimes like I'll start painting and I'll be like, uh, you know what? I have no ideas. Let me just go on and do something else. And then I can always come back to it later. Yeah. And that's fine too. Yeah. Yeah. There's like no pressure yeah, been... to complete it. Exactly. And I love painting a lot. I mean, painting is like my main source of crafting, I would say, because I'm just like really horrible at like crocheting and knitting. <laughs> and so I think it stresses me out too much to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes you might have to try several different things before you find the thing that makes you you know, feel relaxed enough to just, you know, work on it and not feel stressed about it because it looks horrible or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, like I've had some paintings that I've been like, oh, this doesn't look so great, but I can just put it to the side and be like, okay, I will try to do better next time. And this also kind of like helps me improve my skills, like my like art skills or whatever, Mm -hmm. like my painting skills, which is good too. I know that's something that's kind of related that a lot of other people our age do. That's not like necessarily crafting is I know a lot of people who do puzzles Mm -hmm. and I think that's like a great way to de-stress too. Although sometimes I will say it's a little stressful for me because like I get really annoyed whenever I can't find like the right pieces. (laughs) (laughs) oh man that's funny i another like related to puzzles i've been doing a lot of sudoku puzzles lately yeah yeah like take a take a sudoku book with me to the coffee shop on saturdays and just like sit in the coffee shop and do sudoku which is pretty fun Oh my gosh, I love that. I've been trying to improve. Like, after watching Queen's Gambit, I was like, I'm going to improve my chess skills. That lasted, like, about a month before I was like, yeah, I really am not that good at chess. But you know what? I'm still trying. I did get beaten by the computer within, like, 10 seconds of starting the game, though. So (laughs) it made me a little sad. (laughs) Yeah, sometimes they can beat you so fast, especially, like... The people that are really, really good at chess. <laughs> I, yeah, some I little know. kid that I babysat taught me chess, like, in high school. <laughs> so my chess skills are, like, that of a third grader. <laughs> but it's okay. It's probably still better than mine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> my brother used to do, like, chess camps, and he used to go to, like, chess tournaments and wow. stuff. And I would try to play against him. And I was just so bad. And he was like, he was like, yeah, this is not, like, challenging me at all. <laughs> It's not helping him develop his skills because I was just, like, that bad. There would be times where I'd be like, how how does the queen move? Can you just tell me? Which makes it, which makes online chess easier because it, like, gives only you the gives options. you a certain amount yeah, of, that's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my goodness. I guess along um, with going, um, with being productive, like, doing things that make you feel productive, other, like, really good sources for me to relieve stress are cleaning and exercising. Cleaning definitely makes you feel productive because you got something done and your house is clean, which is nice. <laughs> makes me feel and it's more something comfortable. something that you needed to do yeah, anyway. Yeah, no kidding. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so definitely cleaning and exercising. Exercising is always good, even if it's just walking. Yeah. I love walking around the parks. Like, I like finding parks around here or in Maryland that I, like, haven't been to before or just have, like, really great scenery or have, like, a lake. And I can just, like, leisurely walk around and get some exercise or maybe listen to a podcast at the same time or talk to a friend. I know, like, you've called me before Mm -hmm. while you've been walking. Yeah. I've probably called you while I've been walking, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice, and you're doing something while you're talking to someone, and so you're being very productive. (laughs) Exactly, you're you're multitasking (laughs) at that point. Yeah, don't get too crazy with the multitasking and and stuff too. Sometimes it's nice to just do one thing. Exactly, Um, that's good for your brain as well. Yeah, I think we both enjoy reading too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we are in a book club have any... together, so that makes sense. That's true. <laughs> and and you recommended uh, Educated to me, ah. which so far has been a really great book. Yeah, and I finished reading Fullness, which was also a really great, great memoir. Do you have any book recommendations for anyone? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, so many. <laughs> 
Well, I've been kind of going back and forth a lot. One of my favorite books of all time is The Poisoner's Handbook. I'm a chemical engineering major, so like makes sense that I would like the chemistry behind poisonings. <laughs> it's not dark, I promise. <laughs> but it's it's like about it's a historical account of toxicology, but it's written like a novel and it explains the science behind how the poisons worked, which they didn't really understand in the twenties. So it's a really interesting book. It's one of my all time favorites for sure. But I have I have a lot and I have like a huge read list right now, which is never gonna end I think (laughs) but I think that's good that means like you never have to like look for something else right it's always like here's here's a list of things that I already thought would be interesting to read let me just get one (laughs) yeah like whichever one is available at the library or whatever (laughs) yeah my favorite thing is like sitting outside and reading I feel like yes sitting in the sunshine and like reading a book Oh, that's like one of my favorite things to do. And I feel like I didn't do that that much in college or in high school even. But now I've been like re-energized in reading because I used to read a lot. Yeah. And so, yeah. I feel like college kind of squashes that. Like you're just so busy and you're like have so many things to read for college that you don't want to like read for fun. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And if you don't like reading, you know, audiobooks exist too. So Mm -hmm. audiobooks are good to listen to as well. Yeah, something that's like kind of related to reading that I use as well. Okay, so I'm like that weird person that likes to learn about different diseases. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ah, I have a book for you. It's called The Survival of the Sickest. (laughs) Okay, I'm definitely going to read that then because I I have to. It's so good. Um, Or like... (laughs) Yeah, or even, like, watching – I like watching, like, different documentaries on, on different, like, weird illnesses. Yeah, this is um, why you're the one going to manage. medical school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, I like doing that on my free time, and it doesn't feel, like, non-productive because I feel like I'm also learning mm-hmm. at the same time as I'm, like, watching some sort of, like, content – I also like, you know, looking up different Wikipedia articles, like looking up random diseases on Wikipedia and just reading the Wikipedia page and then like doing some Google search about it. But like, obviously, you guys don't have to like do that specifically, but like maybe finding like a topic that that you enjoy learning about. I actually do a very similar thing, but usually more related to like history or current events. Or people, sometimes it's, like, science-related, but usually history. (laughs) I get, like, really deep in the weeds and, like, the British royal family and stuff like that sometimes. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I love that. Wait, wait. Okay. So, I think my favorite history topic, I don't know if it's history, is, like, Greek and, like, Roman mythology. Do you do that? Yeah. I do not personally do that, but my sister, my sister loves all of that stuff. And Norris mythology, she's really into that. I think she got into it because of Marvel's version of Thor, but then she realized how off Marvel was from the actual myths, and now she's mad at them for it. So it's a whole it's a whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yes. I mean, okay. So yeah, you can just like So I guess yes, related to what we were just talking about. So like it's basically like reading about these things is also like using your time off or using your time available not during work to like develop new skills or like gain new knowledge. So like I don't know. I feel like this is productive productive, quote unquote, even if it's not applicable to work or like what you're doing or what your career trajectory is. Yeah. So I'm a huge yeah. believer in being like a generalist too instead of a specialist. So like diversify your interests and your knowledge about things because you will never know when it will come in handy you you just never know when something you read about in history actually will help you in your job or with an issue anywhere in life who knows so just yeah I think that's important too I think other ways to gain some practical skills and some, like, I guess non-practical skills are to, like, take classes. So I know I personally do Masterclass. I've been subscribed to Masterclass, and I'm currently taking an acting class and a writing class and a cooking class. Uh, The cooking class for me hasn't been, like, super great because... 
I don't know. Like, like to, for me, it's, like, kind of hard to follow along. Plus, like, they're making really complex dishes. And I'm like, I... I know how to make, like, rice and, like, tacos. And, like, <laughs> I was going to say, like, spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh. But I would like to, like, learn how to bake better. Like, mm. I've been, like, trying to, like, cultivate my baking sp- skills. Mm. So, like, I've been trying out new recipes of, like, my beer bread, my, like, apple fritter beer bread, which Ooh. has been, like, interesting. Been trying different beers to see, like, which one tastes the best. In the in bread. The bread. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, what quantities of, like, sugar and, like, apples and what kind of apples I should add. So it's been really fun <laughs> to, like, bake on the side as well. And it's it's kind of relaxing because, like, at the end you have, you know, a finished product of something that you can share with people. Of yeah. course, I mean, I don't have anyone here to, like, share it with necessarily. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> it's kind of unfortunate. But then you have some um, comfort food at the end of it. <laughs> Yeah, and, like, you know, if I don't finish it, then I can always, like, freeze it and then finish it later. So it's, Mm -hmm. like, fine. But Masterclass is some really great classes. They even do, like, science classes, like, the scientific method. They do astrology classes. Like, any sort of thing, like, you'll think of, like, screenwriting. Any, like, I don't know, like, random interest that you have, you'll probably find on Masterclass. And... It's, like, not super expensive. This is not sponsored, by the way. I just, like, I personally use this platform. (laughs) You can definitely find other free classes, like, whether that be on YouTube or, like, learning how to learn. Not learning how to learn. What is that? Coursera Mm. um, has a lot of classes as well. I'm sure there are podcasts that are related to, like, whatever topics you're interested Mm -hmm. to. So many podcasts. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yes, we listen to a lot of podcasts. Yes, we do. Oh, we also have yeah. one rec- a recommendation related to our topic. I love Work Life with Adam Grant. Uh, I think that's a great podcast. It's a TED podcast. Highly recommend. They just released a fourth season, I believe. But it's really good. I used to listen to that while I was at work <laughs> um, because I I used to do at my co-op, my last co-op that I did, I was doing a lot of CAD 3D modeling and 3D modeling is like a very visual activity and not very like language based so I could listen to podcasts and like actually absorb what was being said while I was modeling because it was so like it was like a completely different side of my brain so that was super nice if you if you get the chance to like if you're doing something like really mundane I definitely recommend listening to like podcasts Music is good, too, when you're, like, doing things that involve a little bit more work and, like, more brain work. <laughs> but if you're doing something mm-hmm. relatively mundane or, like, very spatial or visual, I definitely recommend listening to a podcast while you're doing those things. Yeah, I definitely use that when I'm whenever I'm doing something, like, repetitive and, like, visual. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll listen to something in the meantime. Most often podcasts, I also love the New York like any of the New York Times podcasts I find really interesting Mm -hmm. um I would recommend like any of them they're really good but like personally when I'm like writing something or doing something that requires like language skills Mm -hmm. I can't listen to like anything (laughs) like I can have headphones on but they're not playing anything (laughs) because I get too like distracted not distracted but I would say like it makes me feel like I can't think as well when I have some sort of audio. Even just like classical music or something? Oh, I've used classical music, but it has to be like more quiet. Like I can't, it can't be Mm. blasting. I do use like coffee shop music, like music without words, I think helps. Mm -hmm. My sister also, the same one with the mythology, she likes to listen to Korean pop because she doesn't understand a single word that they're saying. (laughs) Oh, I do that too. Whenever at school when I was doing math, like any sort of like math homework or math like studying, like I would use, I listen to K-pop Yeah, because I was like, oh, it's not really processing in my brain of like what they're saying. So it's just like good music. But it's just like, yeah, like it's like bebop music. Fun music. <laughs> yeah. Yes. To listen to. I mean, any sort of like other pop, like uh, I've listened to German pop as well. I mean, I personally like German pop. For me, it's very, like, B-level pop, but, like, <laughs> also because, like, I don't understand what they're saying. So, like, maybe I'm just not a very good judge of, like, 
good German pop, but like it's it's good to listen to like music in another language. I think. Yeah, definitely. I think this is kind of getting into something else that I wanted to touch on um, yeah. in this topic, which is how like you should structure your work day and your work time so that you can feel like you're content at the end of the day with like being accomplished with things and like kind of you know building an environment so that you can get into that workflow state where you're just like working really well and consistently because then at the end of the day you can feel accomplished you can like actually relax and not stress about things Mm -hmm. that are unfinished and I think some of these things that we're talking about like listening to music that maybe is quiet or you know just enough to block out the other noise that can help you focus a little bit or like if you're doing something slow and kind of feels boring and mundane like listen to a podcast or something that you can engage your brain a little bit more but yeah definitely like find find those things that help you get into a state of flow while you're at work so that you can accomplish things and feel like you've accomplished something and feel content at the end of the day yeah that's good and I think that definitely looks different for like each person because some people work really great with like listening to like heavy music while they're like programming (laughs) or something but for me like personally like that doesn't work for me sure but just like find what works for you Mm -hmm. you know yeah yeah and I would definitely say kind of related to that like I personally like uh, planning out my day so like knowing in advance like what I need to accomplish on what day Mm. like and writing everything down like physically on a planner I mean, you could use, like, an online calendar or an online, like, to-do list Mm -hmm. or just, like, your notes in your phone to organize yourself. And I think that's, like, really helped me so that I know, like, what I should accomplish each day to maybe reach that deadline Mm -hmm. or what I need to do each day specifically so I can, like, cross it off if I need to. Yeah, I've actually started to get into something similar. Um, When I first started working, it was pretty much just, like, they just, like, threw me to the wolves and were, like learn about the plant so I didn't have any like structured like thing like tasks that I needed to do but like as I started getting involved in projects and doing things that you know were a little more time like constraints had more time constraints and stuff I have like a running a running to-do list on tasks in Microsoft Teams Um, of just like everything ever that I need to have done (laughs) not but most mostly related to projects I would think sometimes like the really little tasks you just like do them immediately and then you don't worry about them and worry about forgetting them like if you need to answer an email and it's going to take five minutes to find the answer just do it when the email comes in like don't wait till later that's one of the things that I try to practice is like if it's going to take five minutes or less just do it immediately don't put it on your to-do list just do it and get rid of it (laughs) But another thing that's really helped is that I have, like, a running list of everything that needs to happen, and then I have a smaller list of, like, this is what I want to get done today, like, specifically today. And that changes every day, depending on, like, how far I get, but it's, like, I need a smaller list so that I don't feel overwhelmed, right? Because I, like, look at yes. I look at my, like, running to-do list, and I'm, like, this is so many things, I have so many projects going on, and it's, like, okay, I need to focus on... Like, these three things today and get those done. Because I always have stuff popping up every day, too, like, that I have to do that day. As quality, you're always running into new things, like, every single day. Like, they mess something up on the line and you have to fix it. Or customers complaining. Like, there's always things popping up every day. So I can't, like, just spend a whole day focusing on a project. So it's nice to have, like, small tasks and leave some room for, like, air. So, like... At the start of the day, I only put three things on my list. And if I get those three done, then I'll add a couple more things. But it's like, I need to leave room for if something happens in the plant <laughs> while I'm there. Um, right. Yeah. It's been really helpful. Tip. Yeah. I think something related is, like, if you get too stressed or, like, concerned or, I don't know, just, like, stressed throughout the work day, I would say just, like, stop whatever you're doing, like, if you can, mm-hmm. right? If you're able to stop what you're doing, like take a breather, take like five minutes or take 10 minutes to write or journal about like whatever is stressing you out. Yeah. Yeah. I have really come to appreciate my lunch hour like a lot. (laughs) Like that, that's a, that's one of my tips. Like for sure. If you take nothing else away from this podcast, take your lunch. (laughs) Like that's it. (laughs) I agree. I've definitely been the type of person to like work through lunch. And the thing is, 
I feel like it's no not only like not helpful to me like de-stressing from work Mm -hmm. but it's also not helpful to me being actually productive in what I'm trying to do because I'm trying to like multitask like I'm trying to like finish my lunch really quickly at the same time as I'm trying to like accomplish a task and neither get done like sufficiently right (laughs) yeah no kidding yeah it's it's not good I I started out working through lunch a lot, and then later I was just like, this is draining. Like, I need that hour to get through those last four hours of the workday. And one of my favorite things now that it's warm is I'll bring a book and I'll pack my lunch. And we have a picnic table that's outside of the factory, and I'll go sit out there. So I actually get, like, my full hour of just, like, eating and reading, and that's it. And I don't have to worry about, like, driving somewhere to get my lunch or whatever. Like, I just go walk right out the front door and sit there. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. That's really nice. Yeah. And if possible, if your workplace is safe and if, like, your coworkers have been tested or if you've all had the vaccine, I'm not, like, recommending this necessarily because just do whatever you're comfortable with and do whatever you feel is safest in terms of, like, this pandemic and, like, COVID and all of these things. But if you can, grabbing lunch with like a coworker mm-hmm. or a friend is also really helpful to just like, because when you're doing that, like you're not like sitting by yourself and like thinking about, okay, like when I'm done with lunch, like this is exactly what I need to do for work. Mm-hmm. Like you can take that time and just like talk to your friend or yeah. talk to your coworker. Yeah. That's why I bring a book. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, that's nice. <laughs> that's my that's my stand-in coworker for now is I need need something to think about, you know, take a break from what I've been doing and then I can get back to it. Yeah, sometimes I'll watch like a YouTube video or like yeah, I'll definitely like bring a book. Like I brought the All We Can Save to work so I could like mm-hmm. read it during my lunch break. So, yeah. I guess related also like this is also applicable Whether you are at work, what we just talked about with taking your lunch, Mm -hmm. I think that's applicable whether you are at work, working physically at a site, or if you are working from home. I think people who are working from home also need to take their lunch break. Yeah, like actually like shut your laptop or whatever, like turn your screen off and like move to a different room. Yes. Yeah. I think it's important to like, if possible, like creating a space at home to work and then keeping that more separate from like where you're relaxing and where you're sleeping and where you're like necessarily like quote unquote like living. Mm -hmm. If it's possible, you know, like I know some people's apartments or houses are not large enough to do that, but just trying to keep like one space for work and then Mm -hmm. like going away from that space when you're not when when you're off work or when you're doing when you're taking your lunch yeah yeah and I think so far everything we've talked about has been like mostly like on a normal day do these things right I think I think it's important for us to acknowledge that sometimes like something that happened in your family is more important than work. And sometimes something that's happening at work is more important than cooking dinner. (laughs) Um, Yes. So, and I actually saw this really good quote from on Twitter from a novelist that I read, but I'm just going to read it to explain what she said. But someone, someone asked her at a Q and a, how to balance writing and kids. And she said that the key to juggling is to know that some of the balls you are having the air are made of plastic and some are made of glass and if you drop a plastic ball it bounces no harm done if you drop a glass ball it shatters so you have to know which balls are glass and which are plastic and prioritize catching the glass ones so this novelist was not talking about juggling like five balls she's talking about juggling something like 55 balls (laughs) and they don't represent family or work or your hobby or whatever else they are like separate for everything that goes into each of those categories so like your your deadline on project y or crazy sock day at school for your kid like those are all like a separate juggling ball and you have to know which are glass and which are plastic and I just think that's a really good analogy for how you should handle some of those things yeah I love that when you first like told me about this analogy I was like wow that's so that's so relatable because it's like you have to know that sometimes, you know, work 
pri is prioritized and sometimes family's prioritized and sometimes your hobby is prioritized or whatever mm -hmm. whenever so you just need to know which one like you can or you should be prioritizing at the moment and that's up to your discretion yeah yeah yes i really like i really like that quote i think it's <laughs> really helpful to just kind of thinking about your life and like knowing that like it's not it's not family or work it's it's both and it's give and take and some days it's going to be more work and some days it's going to be more family and you just have to yeah, kind of let agree. it go back and forth yes i also think i don't know if this is like bad to say <laughs> but as like women we're more i guess there's more pressure on women to like juggle both yeah family and work and so sometimes I know it's like more difficult to know which to prioritize right yeah because like both your charge of like your household I mean I don't think we're like at that stage yet, yeah we're both we're both lives. like single living by ourselves <laughs> <laughs> exactly but I think um, I think you can start like making or like starting habits now that will like transfer later mm -hmm. on in your career to like so that like your career is not everything you are like having those hobbies having other things to do now can then maybe maybe like some of your hobbies will be replaced with like going to your kid's soccer game or something right or whatever it right. is but I think we like it's really important for us to be thinking about this now and like what kinds of like life balance habits we want to build now while we can yeah. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I think that's really important because like, I know a lot of people say, oh, just like work a ton now and get all that you can accomplish now within like, like your career before, you know, you have kids and like, why should that be the case? Right. Like yeah. you can build those habits now and then you can gradually build your career also like when you have a family. So you can develop these skills now so that when you have a family, you can continue doing what you love at work mm -hmm. and in your hobbies. And like, hopefully, you know, you'll be able to do all of that successfully. Uh, and sometimes you need to know like when you should drop a hobby. Yeah. When, when your kids are more important, right? Yeah. When your family is more important than that. But I think that's something that I'm also like recognizing now as I am continuing to choose my career path. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something to think about now, even though we're not, you know, having kids right now or like right. raising a family right now. But I've been thinking personally about like what, you know, specialty I could go into and like a consideration going into thinking about you know, what specialty I want to go into is like, what kind of life do I want to live? Like, what mm -hmm. kind of hours do I want to work? You know, just like talking to different physicians or, you know, watching different YouTube videos or looking at different content to figure out, you know, what kind of life does each specialty live? Like, of course, like my interests also go into that. Like, what am I passionate about working in? Mm -hmm. Like, what type of field am I passionate about working in? But like, that is also a consideration. Do I want to work you know, a ton of nights? Do I want to work on call all the time? Or do I want to have like more of a normal like nine to five job? So that goes into you're picking what career you want, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think it's also applicable to people like right out of school who are applying to jobs. Like what kind of job do you want to go for? Like how will that support like your lifestyle habits mm -hmm. and what type of life you want to live, even like 10 years down the road. Yeah. You know? I think that's why it's really important when you're interviewing to ask about com like company culture and the environment yes. and within the company. Like, do people consistently work really late? Do people consistently take their hour lunch or do they work through lunch? Like, you can kind of see that just by... If you're doing an on-site interview, it's definitely much easier to kind of like, you know, just look around. Like, what is everybody doing? Like, how how are they acting and things like that but ask when you're interviewing like what is yeah. like was a typical day typical day like what are normal hours like things like that because it's it's good to know going into like is this a place where they regularly expect you to work 50 to 60 hours a week or do they really only expect you to work 40 hours yes and like but do well so there, there's that too where they want you to like get a lot accomplished in 40 hours but they don't expect you to work 60 <laughs> to do that 
which I know there are yeah. some companies that like really expect you to work like 60 hour weeks and that's just crazy to me I don't I don't want to live that way <laughs> yeah there was like that whole um news story about like I think it was like associates starting out and they were saying like they were expected to work like 70 to 80 hour a week like at minimum and I was like that's crazy yeah (laughs) like how do you have time to like even go home and eat and like shower and sleep I know didn't you like calculate how many hours they expected you to work for school um one time yeah, I think it's we did, like but I don't remember 70s. the number. I think it's like 70 some. Yeah. Like, based on, like, they tell you that they expect you to do this many hours of homework outside of class or whatever. And so if you're it's taking... It's like supposed... Yeah. Yeah, if you're taking, like, like, a full load of classes, it's a lot. Right. Like, if you're taking a four-credit class, you should be doing at least, like, what was it? Like, four hours of work per day or something? I think it's, Not like, three... per day. I thought it was three hours of homework for every hour of class time. Yeah, something like that. Approximately, but it was, like, a lot of hours, and I was like, I don't even want to work this much, like, when I go to work. <laughs> like, why am I doing this for school right now? <laughs> but I also think school was, like, a way different environment, oh, and yeah. I think it's important to cultivate these habits while you're at school, too, but mm-hmm. I do think that looks different from when you're working, because yeah. when you're working, you have more, like, set hours when you're working in school. It's like oh, you can, like, choose your schedule, Mm -hmm. hopefully. And you can maybe go to class a little later, but also, like, end a little later. But, Think about what you want your job to be like. And, like, by your senior year, you should have a similar schedule. That's what I was starting to do. Like, I was regularly getting up at, like, 8. Which is, I I mean, I have to get up. I have to be at work at 8 now. So that was still a little (laughs) later. But closer than like freshman and sophomore year where I was like I don't have any classes till noon like <laughs> I don't have to get up till 11 yeah like think of, think about yeah. what your life will be like and start building those habits the earlier you do that the better it will be in the long run yeah. <laughs> yes yes I definitely agree with that and you know this is a continuous evaluation so as you go along in your career you know sometimes your priorities can shift sometimes mm-hmm. You know, the hours that you want to work also shift. And sometimes, you know, you just have to continuously evaluate, continuously ask yourself, like take a pause and ask yourself if this career trajectory is what you want. Mm -hmm. Are these hours what you want? And it's okay if that changes like 10 years from now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you just did a whole podcast on career changes. Like you could totally pivot in the middle of your career if you don't like how it's going. Right. And you could also, I don't know, if possible, right? And you're prioritizing your family or something and you can try to look for a job that is more part-time or is more flexible with the hours Mm -hmm. Um, or I don't know. (laughs) You can switch to a different company that you know that will not be more respectful, but like be more amenable to like these changes that you want to make within your schedule sure yeah I think that kind of ties right into another resource that I wanted to give listeners which is 80,000hours.org they're this really interesting organization where they they have this whole career guide about how to choose your career to be something that feels like it has purpose and you're like doing something for the world it's it's really great it's pretty long um but they have a lot of stuff they also have a podcast they have a lot of articles but I definitely recommend their career guide and like kind of going through it before you start your first full-time job because I think it helps you prioritize maybe not prioritize but like shape your view of what work is supposed to be and that can help you kind of figure out how you want to structure your life around work too. Then, like, what what does work mean to you? And it's it's really interesting. But they talk a lot about finding purposeful work um, and how you can do that basically in any career, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I think some questions that you can also ask yourself. I think that's a really great resource. Also, all the resources that Tiffany and I have mentioned will be in the description of the podcast when this episode is released. So some questions that I think are really great to ask, maybe do it during a journaling exercise. Um, You could do this like every year and like maybe look back on your answers and see how they've changed. 
So the first question that I would definitely recommend journaling about is like classes or activities where you get like lost in flow. By lost in flow, meaning like where you just get stuck, you know, you can't continue or you don't really know what you're doing or, you know, it's just not something that you enjoy. And that helps you identify some things that like you may not want to do in your work life. And then... Another one is detailing out like your ideal work routine. So like what kind of hours do you want to work? Do you want to work on site? Do you want to work remote? So like anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then also ask yourself, if I won the lottery and didn't need to work for money, what would I want to do? (laughs) Yeah. And if, you know, you write down whatever you want to do as like whatever your career is, that's great too, Mm -hmm. right? And, but that also can help you identify maybe some other interests that you have Mm -hmm. and maybe you can spend your other time developing those interests. Another one is like, describe yourself as a plant. (laughs) So I actually really love this question. Yeah. So like, it's kind of like describing yourself as like, where do you want to live? Do you want to live near other plants? Do you want to interact with a lot of other plants? Do you require a lot of attention? So like, do you require a lot of water? Do you require like rich soil? Mm. Um, Do you want to live in a garden or do you want to live like in a desert? Stuff like that. Uh, (laughs) And I think that's also related to like your ideal work routine and just like identifying like not necessarily like asking yourself the question, what do I want to be when I grow up? But what, what do I want my life to look like Yeah, in the future? Yeah. And I think that's something that we, we minimize a lot in our culture is we don't, we don't ask like what people, what kind of life people want to live. We ask them right. like, what, what career do you want that defines who you are? Um, and I think that's what that like career guide is really helpful for, as well as another resource, the school, the school of life.com and their, their book of life articles. They're, they really talk about like everything in life that isn't just your career. We are like so focused on learning about your career and like learning all the skills you need to have a good career. And it's like, there's so much more to life than your career. So spend, spend some time like cultivating that and thinking about what you want that to look like as well. Exactly. Like we're complex creatures, like we're complex people. We have more than one interest, right? Like we all have more than one interest. Mm -hmm. Like we all have more than one thing we want to do in life. And, you know, you can do all of those things. And I don't know, just like, I feel like everything leading up to college or even leading up to graduate school or your career is just like, what activities a lot of people think about like what activities can I do to get into a good college what activities should I be doing in college to get a good internship like what things in college should I be doing to get a good job like we don't think about like what do I enjoy doing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's really important yeah actually yeah that reminds me when I um graduated someone gifted me this book called after college and it's all about like what do you do now that you have a normal job and you're not in school anymore because it's such a big transition and like everything you've been doing up until that point has been like how do I get to college how do I get to college how do I get to college and it's like now you have that degree what do you do with that degree like and your life looks so much different and a lot of times you move away from all your friends and like all of your purpose just like falls away because you are no longer like trying to get to college and then trying to get good grades to get your degree like you always had like these goals and then all of a sudden it's like now I don't have a goal I'm just working and like it feels like forever and yeah so it's definitely important to think about like what kind of life you want when you start working before you start working (laughs) right yeah I think it's definitely really normal to feel like lost when you start working because you're like what do I do with the rest of my time (laughs) and I think that's also part of the reason why I like tried to like start this podcast yeah because I was like I I enjoy doing other things that are not work but I also enjoy having like other projects and this is a really nice project to have not only because I get to learn more about engineering and learn more about all these different topics that we've talked about Mm -hmm. but I also get to discuss these topics with my friends and it creates really great conversation yeah so 
yeah. I've enjoyed your podcast and the conversations <laughs> it has created. <laughs> we definitely talk a lot about these topics. Guys, like, no lie. These are topics that we talk about, like Tiffany and I talk about, like, on the daily. Yeah, we talk about this stuff a lot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, like, all the but... crazy things. Like, you're you're the first one I called when I, well, I sent you a picture of my, my Mr. Tiffany Smith. <laughs> yes. Ah. <laughs> Just like, yeah, we we just share in those things on the regular, so. <laughs> yeah, so it's great to have friends that you can share these things with. Um, uh-huh. Something unrelated is I enjoy meditation, just like, maybe like part make this part of your routine. So like, I enjoy meditating like five minutes in the morning and it really mm-hmm. helps me like get into like a good like headspace to like start my day. Some people enjoy doing it during the middle of the day, during your lunch hour, but you know, it's just something that I recommend. You can find like meditation guides on YouTube. There are podcasts dedicated to meditation. So they'll like play something and like help you get into that headspace. If that's something that you will enjoy. Yeah. I think along with that, I think meditation is really cool because it, it, it's also like all geared towards making you more mindful and like aware of like your state, Um, Mm -hmm. state of mind, state of body. And it's just, like, forget about everything else and just think about, like, what you are right this moment and, like, be mindful of that. It's really important. And that can become, like, a habit. Like, it doesn't end up just being five minutes a day. It ends up being, like, something that you you are constantly checking in with, like, how do I feel? What am I thinking? Like, you're constantly doing that then. And that's that's good for your mental health. (laughs) Yeah. I also think that, like, right now we always live in, like, a state of, like... I don't know, of of loss almost, not like a state of like gain, if that makes sense. So like we think we tend to think more about like what we don't have versus like what we do have. Mm. And that's something I've been using a lot in my journaling. Like like I write out like a gratitude list, like maybe just like five bullet points of like mm-hmm. what I'm grateful for every day. Yeah. And it helps me like be more positive in my thinking because I know that sometimes like I tend to be like a more negative person which I dislike (laughs) yeah Um, so so it's so easy to get into that negative state of mind that it's like good to like try to like reverse that and think about things that are positive in your life yeah practicing that definitely helps (laughs) yeah it definitely helps de-stress and mm -hmm. with like anxiety and everything yeah definitely I think I might start doing that I I do it in like a smaller I don't do it like so structured it's like a smaller thing (laughs) where I'm just like wow I'm so thankful for this and this and this because all these other things were terrible but I am thankful for these things (laughs) yes (laughs) but I, I feel like I need to start like hanging sticky notes like around and stuff like on my mirror and things just be like I'm thankful for these things and just like as a reminder that like these are good things in your life. Yes. Yeah, I think even, like, just thinking about it is good. But for me, I enjoy, like, the physical act of, like, writing something yeah. down. Yeah. And, you know, what works is different for every person. Maybe you want to do, like, a little audio note every day. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, I know people who do, works. like, those, like, second one-second videos every day. Yeah. Whatever. Those are fun. They always look fun, but I, I feel like I, I would always forget. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Something related is also, like, prioritize your mental health as well. Definitely, like, I don't know, like, take days off when you need them. Of course, like, this also depends on work as well. So, like, can you take these days off from work? Like, are you allowed to? Like, do you have vacation days? Do you have sick days available? You know? Mm -hmm. But definitely take days off when you need them and use your vacation days. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I would recommend using your vacation days. I'm using some of my vacation days this summer to volunteer at a camp. I'm really excited about that camp for like six to 12 year olds. So that'll be cool. But I'm going to take a whole week and just like forget about work and hang out with kids, which will be fun. Yes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, this is also, you brought up a great topic, volunteering. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I don't know, just find something that you like to volunteer with is also a great way to de-stress and also helps you be grateful for what you have as well. Mm -hmm. So like whether that be like volunteering at a hospital or volunteering, uh, making masks or reading books to kids at a library or even volunteering online as like 
a tutor or just like a mentor for like college students or something Mm -hmm. I think is also really helpful yeah I would definitely recommend thinking about looking into like volunteering for things like soup kitchens or like yes or like little league like kids kids sports and stuff like that when when things start to get a little bit more back to normal try doing those things where you actually like have to go and be in a place with other people yes that's that's really good for you too yeah I know that certain states have like their own structure maybe more structured like volunteering organization Mm -hmm. so in New Jersey I know there's like Jersey Cares and a lot of people use that for like more like one-time volunteering activities like a lot of people will volunteer at the soup kitchen or Mm -hmm. like at a church or at a homeless shelter making food and stuff for like Thanksgiving like on Thanksgiving for you know those who who need to use those resources yeah and yeah I think that also helps us be more grateful and so, like, you don't have to, like, set up all these volunteering opportunities yourself. You can, like, go and, like, find one that might interest you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's a just really look great up things. Yeah. Just look up things around you. I'm sure you'll be able to find something, you know? Like, there's always volunteers needed for, like, any sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. I guess we've talked a lot about what you can do to manage stress and to be healthy in, like, your mindset about work and your life and everything else like related to like your family or your hobbies but maybe you want maybe you're an employer or maybe you want to give your employers some tips about managing stress in the workplace so like what are some of the implementation strategies to do so that employers can use to help their employees de-stress so I found a really great resource on wellsteps.com. I will put the link in the description as well. And it just like lists a bunch of ways that um, a workplace can help de-stress or like mitigate the stress in their employees' lives. Yeah. And I think actually some of these things are things that we talked about like when like considering what you want your life to look like and what what kind of company you want to work for. It's kind of the the same idea, but like think about that as an employer. What kind of company would you want to work for? So like how do you create that environment for your employees? Exactly. Yeah. So I think like we'll just like list off a couple of them that we think are like most important that we might like not really have talked about. So one is, like, employees need training to do their jobs well. (laughs) I think that's really important because, like, it's really stressful to just be, like, like, sometimes that happens, right? Mm -hmm. You're just, like, thrown to the wolves and you don't really have the training. But, like, that can be, like, a main stress factor because, like, how do you do your work well if you, like, don't even know what your work is supposed to look like? Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually working on... I have to train my replacement for when I move on to my next rotation. A new person is coming in to replace me. And I'm working a lot on like, okay, here's all the resources that I want to make sure that I have ready for this person when they come in so that they can do their job, their job well and like learn quickly and be trained quickly because I was not. <laughs> my predecessor was fired actually several months before I started. Um, so things had kind of like gotten all disheveled and I have to like sort through all of it. And it's been a journey, <laughs> but I could definitely relate to that. Like you should totally train your employees. That's really helpful. I've found the training that I need now and I'm doing much better now. But at the beginning, it was a little stressful to be like, I don't know how to get this information. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes as an employee, you do need to find the training that you need, especially if like your employer doesn't really provide that or you're not given like the direct resources to do that but Mm -hmm. know that in a lot of companies or a lot of places personally that I've worked at a lot of people are willing to help out so even going to someone that's like not necessarily within your department but does something similar can to like help train you just like ask them questions and a lot of people are willing to help. Oh yeah yeah definitely that was kind of my my go-to I was like I know you're the person to ask for this and I know you're also busy, but I need to know. <laughs> it's like you just yeah. you just kind of have to you have to get over your fear of bothering someone and be like, this is important for me to know so that I can do my job well and stop wasting time. Um, yes. So yeah, that's definitely important. Yeah. Uh, one that I think is really important that's on this list is social support. I know that like good teams specifically, a lot of what makes a good team like really work well 
is that social security and mental security like you have to you have to know enough about your teammates or your coworkers to like recognize that they're human beings <laughs> and that they make mistakes too and like feeling right. comfortable enough to make mistakes in your workplace is like really important to mental health and mitigating stress yeah I definitely agree with that and like also recognizing I think like knowing your coworkers well enough to like recognize when they need help mm, or yeah. when they're going through a stressful time and what you can do to like help them out I think is something that that is really helpful in mitigating stress as well and mm -hmm. also can help your your productivity <laughs> <laughs> yes. and your team's productivity yeah yeah yeah, yeah. And also, this is related, but a lot of workplaces do have, like, stress management seminars and st stuff like that. Like, I know some workplaces do, like, meditation hour or, like, <laughs> they'll do yoga hour. And I think, like, when you can or if, like, if possible, like, try using those resources. Sometimes that might help, you know? You mm -hmm. never know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I think another one that's really important is, like employees understanding number one their job responsibility mm -hmm. and number two how their roles contribute to the company's success so like knowing exactly like what you're doing and how that's helping the co company I think that also helps like manage your stress and like exactly knowing like what your job entails I mean I think you should these are questions that you should definitely ask in like your interview and like when you're starting this position so that either you don't like overstep your job's responsibilities or like underperform. Mm -hmm. Just like knowing exactly what, what you should be doing. I think that's important. Yeah. And I think on an individual level, that's where that 80,000hours.org career guide is helpful too. Like that will help you like kind of craft the questions you should be asking of your employer too. And maybe if you're an employee, you should also read that guide to, like, know, like, what kinds of things that you should be telling your employees um, so that they, they feel like they have a purpose in their job. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's it, right? Like, we I talked think, about a lot of these other things. Oh, yeah. Yes. We, we covered a lot of ground today. <laughs> yeah. Sorry that this is, like, so long, guys. But hopefully it's not that long after I finish editing. <laughs> uh, we'll see, though. <laughs> We had a lot to talk about. There literally could be a part two to this. Like, you never know. Yeah, maybe in the future you'll have a part two and you'll talk to somebody else. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Well, do you have any parting words of wisdom? I think the last thing that I would say is just, like, the most important thing is, is to know yourself and your boundaries and your limits and what you can do, how you can work better, what what relaxes you. It's really important to spend some time getting to know yourself. Yes, yes. Well, it was lovely having you on as the guest host. This was a very enjoyable conversation. I think we would have had this conversation whether or not we were recording. So. <laughs> you're right, you're right. We totally would have had this conversation outside of recording. <laughs> exactly but hopefully it was like structured a little more and like makes a little more sense to our to our listeners yeah i hope they yes. they get some use out of our, our resources that we provide yes so okay thank you guys for listening to this episode we will see you guys in two weeks and thanks to tiffany again <laughs> for guest hosting okay bye bye